Food is about people and places and moments in time. This is a Chef Demoni snapshot with your host, Graham McLennan. Hi, it's Graham, and I am reporting to you from the countryside just outside the beautiful, tiny little 300 person village of Rodino in Piedmont in northern Italy. Just a quick snapshot episode to record some of the food that we've been enjoying so far on the trip, and it's all in Piedmont, and we have really had some good luck. It's been fantastic. We came back to this region actually to visit a very specific restaurant. I will get to that shortly, and the experience was worth the trip, as were a couple of others. So we arrived in Milan a few days ago. We had flown from Vancouver, connected through Montreal, and then we landed in Milan in the morning with that feeling of, I haven't slept very well, there's been a big time change, I'm jet-lagged, I'm sleepy, but I'm really excited to be here. And we picked up our rental car and out we went. We only took one unnecessary lap around the airport property. We went back and saw the arrivals because I took the wrong road, but we only did one unnecessary lap, so that wasn't too bad. And then we got out onto the proper road and on our way. So we headed toward Rodino, and the reason we came back to Rodino is that when we were here in 2021, we learned about a restaurant called Osteria de Gemma, And we tried to go on that trip, but we just couldn't get in. It's incredibly popular. And we learned on this trip that reservations book out six months in advance, or they open them up six months in advance. So twice a year, they open reservations. Happily, our Airbnb host is friends with Gemma. And so we put in a request several months ago when I booked the Airbnb. And our host called the restaurant and got us in. So we were very, very happy about that. Before we got to Gemma, though, before we even got to our Airbnb, we had our first lunch at a restaurant called Luna Lenga. And uh, it was terrific. It really interesting. A very large restaurant. I think they were expecting a dinner crowd. And our waiter said they were going to be busy the next day. And they were all there prepping. But B and I were the only ones there for lunch in quite a big room. But it was terrific. We had a great chat with our waiter. And we had four things. We had some squid with olives as a starter. Very, very tasty. The best starter was one that was not on the menu. And that was slices of porcini mushroom breaded and then fried and then dusted with a little bit of rock salt and not rock salt even, but flaky salt, sea salt. And that was it. That was really, really tasty. And then we shared two pasta dishes. Uh, Well, one was a gnocchi dish. I had the gnocchi that came with hazelnuts. Hazelnuts are everywhere in Piedmont. Uh, They they turn up in all sorts of dishes, in all sorts of sweets. So my gnocchi had hazelnuts and clams. That was delicious. And then B had the ravioli del plin. And that means, as our waiter explained, to pinch. So that was, they were named for the pinching motion that was used prior to mechanization of pasta making. And of course, still used by many people when you're making pasta by hand. I also learned, I ordered a coffee at the end of the meal, and I said to the waiter, you know, the last time we were in Italy, I almost thought it was a joke on the Canadian, the size of espressos that were coming out. These little tiny espresso cups, and then they would be about a fifth full. They were just 
two sips of espresso at the bottom. So he explained that another option is to order a cafe lungo, which is a long coffee. So it's just a long shot run through the espresso. And that's what I did. Comes in the same sized espresso cup, but at least that cup is close to full. And actually, I think the coffee tastes better. It opens up a little bit more and you get more crema. In any event, I had a cafe cafe lungo and uh, finished up that great meal. Then we checked into our Airbnb. We had a quick cat nap, again, because we were, or I was, at least really jet-lagged. But that definitely helped. Slept for about an hour, then I felt really good. And in we went to Osteria de Gemma. It's right in the village of Rodino. It's on the second floor of a beautiful building. Uh, it was funny. We had asked for a reservation at 7 p.m., And our host just said reservation confirmed. And then when I looked at Gemma's website when we arrived, it said opens at 7.30. So I checked in with our host and said, oh, are are we actually in at 7.30? She said, yeah, yeah, 7.30. And so we arrived at about 7.20. Nobody was there, certainly no other customers. Uh, But we walked in, the door was open, up the stairs, and the staff was there. And they explained that, in fact, they open at 8.00. But they were incredibly welcoming and said, come on right in. And and they gave us a table and we sat and watched the last little bit of preparation. What I hadn't realized, because I hadn't done enough research, was that it was an entirely set menu and the place just absolutely filled up at eight o'clock. It's really quite a big room and with two separate dining areas separated by the bar, lots and lots of people. I don't know how many, a hundred it would seat, quite a big room. In any event, there were three, I think, tables of two, maybe only two, three, three tables of two, and everywhere else uh, was were much bigger tables. Many, many families of multiple generations dining together. It was great to see people laughing and enjoying the food and having some wine uh, from kids to grandparents. It was a really great atmosphere. And the staff were really working hard. So everything is served family style, and the food really was delightful. It's recognized, known, I think, as a bastion of Piedmontese cooking, which is to say Gemma has been making the local pasta, tajarine. That is spelled T-A-J-A-R-I-N. My best shot at the pronunciation is tajarine. That's what people seem to say. It is a very thin pasta and a very rich pasta. It's very, very egg yolk heavy and, as you can imagine, very flavorful as a result. But Gemma has been making tyrene forever and been making traditional desserts of the area and basically putting on a menu that is very representative of the exact locality that she is in. So I'll go through the tasting menu that we enjoyed. We had two kinds of salumi. One was raw and one was cooked. Raw but cured, obviously. One was cooked. Then came out a plate of carne crudo, and we both laughed. B and I we were looking at this plate. There must have been a pound of raw ground meat on this plate. Now, I have no objection to carne crudo, and this was, in fact, delicious. And there was some beautiful bread to go with it. But we ate our way through a half, maybe a little bit more than a half of that. And then the next course showed up, and that was a, a Russian salad. Again, very, very eggy, really quite rich, but delicious. So we never did finish the carne crudo. I felt a little bit bad about that, but there was just so much of it. Then after the salad, we had two kinds of pasta. We had the tallarine that came with a ragu on top, and then, again, ravioli, uh, ravioli del plin. And these look like these are the same that we had at um, Luna Langa, 
and they come stuffed with meat, and they looked to me like agnolotti, really. Again, delicious. And then the secondi, we had a plate of chicken, a plate of beef, and a plate of fennel uh, that went really, really well with everything. Actually, I was very happy for the fennel. It was a bit lighter. Then we had a dessert, and this was a three-pronged dessert. After everything else we had had, out comes dessert. So bunet, B-U-N-E-T, am I saying that right? Or is it bunet? This is, Google tells me, a quintessential Piedmontese dessert. Creamy pudding made primarily with cacao, eggs, and amaretti, and flavored with rum. Holy moly, super tasty. Somewhere between a pudding and a cake in consistency and delicious. We had a meringue dish, and then we had a classic panna cotta that was not too sweet. It was simply excellent. So happy we made it to Osteria de Gemma this trip. I would love to go back. If we do, though, I think I would try to go with a larger group. I think it makes most sense to have a big family-style experience. As a duo, it was great for a one-off experience, but I don't think I would go back just as a couple. So if uh, you're listening to this and you think Osteria de Gemma sounds like a good idea and you'd like to go, get in touch. Maybe we can work something out. Now, the next day, uh, so after our meal at Gemma, we drove back to the Airbnb, just about five or six kilometers outside of Rudino, and we figured the next day we'd better work off some of that meal. So we went for a walk back into the village, and it was great. So we are here in early November 2023. We had sunshine. The temperature would have been, I don't know, 13, 14 degrees, something like that. So warm enough that when you're walking uphill and you're in the sun, you definitely feel the heat. But then if you get into the shadows at all, or you're coming downhill, you need to slip a jacket back on. It was just a gorgeous walk, walking through vineyards, looking out over the hills and the mountains. It's, it's really out of a picture book here. The streets are incredibly narrow, these super narrow, windy country roads. And then out of nowhere, a Maserati will come screaming around the corner. It's like they send these cars out of central casting for the Italian experience. We made it into Rodino, and we went to this great little restaurant, coffee shop, Bottega Incontro, uh, that had not been there in 2021, at least that not that we saw. We had trouble finding anywhere open on our last trip to, to have a cup of coffee, but this place was open and super welcoming. We went there twice. We were back there today, actually. And again, I had the Cafe Lungo, and uh, we had on our first visit a snack plate of various cured meats. Pork is a specialty of the region, so you see salumi and other cured meats and delicacies all over. It was a great spot, uh, both inside and outside, a gathering place for the locals, clearly. Lots of people sitting around sipping on espresso or a glass of wine. And it also seemed to be a stop for cyclists coming through the area. And there are a lot of cyclists here, from the young and incredibly fit to senior citizens who are decked out with the latest and most stylish cycling gear I have ever seen, cycling clothing. Uh, So it was great to see all of these cyclists coming and going. Then we walked back to the Airbnb and we got ready for our second big meal of the trip and this was at Uri Sapori Condovisi, Uri Ristorante. I've done a snapshot episode on this place. I did that on our 2021 trip and I've got to say this is my favorite restaurant in Italy. There is no doubt about it. So this is a short drive outside of Rodino. 
It is owned and operated by the sweetest couple, Federica and Kim. They are both chefs, and they met working at a restaurant in Barolo, I believe. Uh, Federica is from the local area. She's Piedmontese. And Kim is from Korea, and he came to the region to go to culinary school in Asti. They met, they fell in love, living happily ever after, and operating a fantastic restaurant called Uri. And the menu here is very centered on local produce, but Chef Kim, who is doing the cooking now, Federica is running the front of house, the cooking is definitely influenced by Chef Kim's Korean background. He brings Korean techniques and flavors into the local ingredients. This place is just an oasis of gentle light and warmth in the cold and dark of these early winter evenings here. The staff is incredible, super friendly. They're very proficient. They're very efficient. They do their jobs very, very well. But there's also a lot of friendliness. There's also a lot of laughter. For some of the courses, for example, they would say, uh, Madame, you, uh, you may want to eat this one with your hands. Easier to pick this dish up. And then a couple of times the waiter pointed to whatever I was eating, which was a different dish, which was obviously uh, would be a very messy dish to to eat with your hands and say, mm, sir, probably cutlery for you. And then we would all have a good laugh. So just a wonderful experience where you get that warmth, but also the proficiency and the efficiency and the incredibly good food. So I've done a reel. It's up on Instagram and it shows all 10 of the tasting course dishes that B and I enjoyed. I will just describe two of them here. I think they're representative of what we had. So B had one menu, which was really a vegetarian menu. Uh, there are three tasting menu options. So she had one that was primarily, I think, actually exclusively vegetarian, not vegan, but vegetarian. And then I had the the, the one on the far right on the menu, and it was described as the menu with the most Asian influences. And certainly it had meat combined in a number of dishes. So one dish from B's menu was the crispy potato tart with porcini. And here we have a tiny tart-like shell of potato that is indeed crispy, but also thin, like thinner than eggshell thin and flavorful in and of itself, the tart shell. And inside of that was piped an aioli mousse flavored with porcini, and that mousse was topped with paper-thin slices of porcini mushroom itself. And like all of the dishes that we had, this one combined technical execution, you know, the thin and crispy uh, shell paired so well with that rich but light mousse. So that technical execution was demonstrated everywhere, but that execution goes with pure, clean flavors. And then it's also, even though it's technically super proficient, it's not at all fussy. It's just straight up delicious. So to me, it's the perfect combination of cooking. Uh, so that was the crispy potato tart with porcini. The other dish I will describe on this little episode was from my tasting menu. And this was the gyoza, and that was a pasta shell stuffed with a pork ragu flavored with gochujang. And that was topped with fermented broccoli leaf kimchi. Again, technical proficiency, clean flavors, and just, wow, really really delicious. So Federica and Kim, you did it again. Thank you for another wonderful experience. We actually got to say we had a good chat with Federica when we first arrived. And then when we were leaving, she kindly went to the kitchen and called Kim and he came out and we had a good chat with him as well. 
So honestly, this restaurant is a destination point. It's outside of a little tiny village uh, in northern Italy, in the Piedmont region. And I would say, I do say, it is absolutely worth your time and your money and your effort to get there. I would build a portion of a trip around it, and, and I plan to do that on some future trip to Italy. All right, that is going to do it for today. Tomorrow, we are leaving Piedmont, sadly, and we are driving to, we are driving to Bologna. So that is just over three hours away. We will drop off the car at the Bologna airport because we do not need or want a car in a bigger city. And then we've got four nights in Bologna. Can't wait for that. We've got two restaurant reservations, but then some openings in the schedule to see what we stumble across in Bologna. So we do four nights there, then we're off to Venice for two nights. Um, That is what's coming up next on this trip. So thank you for joining me here in Piedmont for this quick snapshot. I will be back again soon, I hope, with another snapshot of the next stages in this trip to Italy. In the meantime, if you'd like to follow along, please do that. You can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter or X, Facebook and TikTok. You will find me on all of those at Cheftimony. On LinkedIn, I post there occasionally. You can find me under my name, Graham McLennan. Or if you'd like to get in touch directly, please do feel free to do that. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email to graham at Cheftimony.com. All right, all for now, I'm Graham McLennan, and I'll see you again soon, right here on Cheftimony.